0: CHAPTER 76 OF THE DEATH SHOT This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Penn The Death Shot by Thomas Maine Reed 76 Mestizo and Mulatto While the chief has been interrogating his prisoner, the robbers around the fire have gone on with their poker playing and whiskey drinking. More or less joining in the debauch orders brandy to be brought out of his tent and distributed freely around he drinks deeply himself in part to celebrate the occasion of such a grand stroke of business done but as much to drown his disappointment at the captives not yet having come in the alcohol has its effect and ere long rekindles a hope which chisholm strengthens saying all yet will be well and the missing ones turn up if not that night on the morrow somewhat relieved by this expectation borlas enters into the spirit of the hour and becomes jovial and boisterous as any of his subordinates the cards are tossed aside the play abandoned instead coarse stories are told and songs sung fit only for the ears of such a god-forsaken crew the saturnalia is brought to a close when all become so intoxicated they can neither tell story nor sing song then some stagger to their tents others dropping over where they sit and falling fast asleep by midnight there's not a man among them awake and the camp is silent save here and there for a drunken snore disturbing its stillness the great central fire around which some remain lying astretch burns on but no longer blazes there is no one to tend it with the pitchy pine knots inside the tents also the lights are extinguished all except one this the rude-skinned shielding which shelters the mestizo and mulatto the two half-bloods of different strain are yet awake and sitting up they are also drinking hobnobbing with one another fernand has supplied the liquor freely and without stint pretending to fraternize with the new confederate he has filled the latter's glass at least a half-score of times doing the same with his own both have emptied them with like rapidity and yet neither seems at all overcome each thinks the other the hardest case at a drinking bout he has ever come across wondering he is not dead drunk though knowing why he is himself sober the Spanish moss plucked from the adjacent trees and littering the tent floor could tell if it had the power of speech. Jupiter has had many a whiskey spree in the woods of Mississippi, but never has he encountered a convive who could stand so much of it and still keep his tongue and seat. What can it mean? Is the mestizo's stomach made of steel? While perplexed and despairing of being able to get Fernand intoxicated, an explanation suggests itself. His fellow tippler may be shamming as himself pretending to look out of the tent he twists his eyes away so far that from the front little else than their whites can be seen but enough of the retina is uncovered to receive an impression from behind this showing the mestizo tilting his cup and spilling its contents among the moss he now knows he is being watched as well as guarded and of his vigilant sentinel there seems but one way to disembarrass himself as the thought of it flits across his brain his eyes flash with a feverish light such as when one intends attacking by stealth and with a determination to kill for he must either kill the man by his side or give up what is to himself worth more than such a life his own liberty it may be his beloved master yet lives and there's a chance to succor him if dead he will find his body and give it burial he remembers the promise that morning mutually declared between them to stand and fall together he will keep his part of it if clancy has fallen others will go down too in the end if need be himself but not till he has taken or tried to take a terrible and bloody vengeance to this he has bound himself by an oath sworn in the secret recesses of his heart its prelude is nigh and the death of the indian half-breed is to initiate it for the fugitive slave knows the part this vile caitiff has played and will not scruple to kill him the less it is now an inexorable necessity he but waits for the opportunity has been seeking it for some time it offers at length turning suddenly and detecting the mestizo in his act of deception he asks laughingly why he should practice such a trick then stooping forward as if to verify it his right arm is seen to lunge out with something that glitters in his hand it is the blade of a bowie knife in an instant the arm is drawn back the glittering gone off the blade obliterated by blood for it has been between the ribs and through the heart of the mestizo who slipping from his seat falls to the floor without even a groan grasping clancy's gun which chances to be in the tent and then blowing out the light the mulatto moves off leaving but a dead body behind him once outside he looks cautiously around the encampment scanning the tents and the ground adjacent to them he sees the big fire still red but not flaming he can make out the forms of men lying around it, all of them, for him fortunately, asleep. Stepping as if on eggs, and keeping as much as possible in shadow, he threads his way through the tents until he is quite clear of the encampment. But he does not go directly off. Instead, he makes a circuit to the other side where brassford is tied to a tree. A cut of his red blade releases the hound that follows him in silence, as if knowing it necessary. Then on to the corral where the horses are penned up arriving at the fence he finds the bars and there stopping speaks some words in undertone but loud enough to be heard by the animals inside as if it were a cabalistic speech one separates from the rest and comes towards him it is the steed of clancy protruding its soft muzzle over the rail it is stroked by the mulatto's hand which soon after has hold of the forelock fortunately the saddles are close by astride the fence with the bridles hanging to the branches of a tree jupiter easily recognizes those he is in search of and soon has the horse comparisoned at length he leads the animal not mounting till he is well away from the camp then climbing cautiously into the saddle he continues on brassford after man horse and hound making no more noise than if all three were but shadows End of 76.